Operation Lizzie's Eleven. Her spy work, she does an amazing backflip. Dear Lizzie, I think I might like my best friend as more than a friend. Lizzie, the whole time, has been determined to solve this mystery. Technically, this is the end of the show. Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hilary Duff. Well, my next guest is the host of Guiltless Pleasures with Bobby Asin, an unapologetic pop culture podcast. Be sure to check it out wherever you listen to yours. And I'm so excited to welcome to the show, Bobby Asin. Thanks for being on Duff Enough. Thank you so much. I am very honored to be here today. I love talking about Lizzie McGuire and all things Hillary Duff. So I was quite honored when I got the opportunity to do this. Absolutely. And we, so we share a lot of common interests besides our appreciation for Hillary. You love all the pop girls, basically. Oh, yes, definitely. What is it about Hillary that, you know, has made you a lifelong fan? What do you love about her? Like, what is it? I mean, I felt like as a kid watching Liz McGuire, I thought she was always like this young, free-spirited girl. And then seeing her, like the Video Now series, I actually felt like Lizzie and Hillary were so similar that that made me love Hillary Duff on her own um, as she continued. And watching her career expand, I knew her just from like as an actress into a singer and I felt like I loved being on that journey. Mm-hmm. I still think even now she's always been so gracious and a very appreciative person. So I've always loved watching Hillary Duff grow and I always will. Yeah. What's your favorite Hillary Duff movie? I would say probably when I watched the most is a Cinderella story. That's probably what I would say is my favorite one. But Raise Your Voice is I one of my absolute favorites too. So that one's really hard. But I think right now like, I would say like what I watched the most it'd be a Cinderella story. Awesome. Favorite Hilary Duff song? My favorite one of all time is going to be Why Not. Probably after that would be Someone's Watching Over Me or I Am. Uh, I love those two as well. Ooh, I Am. Good choice. My favorite is Shine, which is like right in there with I Am. So Yeah. Yeah. And last, what's your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? It's from season two. Um, it is called Best Dressed for Less. Hillary wants, sorry, Lizzie McGuire wants to be um, best dressed in school for superlatives. And there's a pair of jeans she really wants that are very expensive. She kind of goes against her mom and gets her friends to pitch in and help her buy those pants. And she gets a slushy dropped on her, um, which ruins the pants. And she ends up wearing the bargain clothes that her mom gave her. And she ends up giving all the compliments on that one. And there's just such a sweet scene when... Lizzie gets back from school where she says to her mom, she's like, mom, like everyone complimented my jeans. And they kept asking where they're from. And I realized I couldn't tell them where they're from because I wasn't with you. And it's kind of a yep. moment where Hillary realized she was embarrassed, you know, maybe about her mom, where her mom is and about their money and the situation. But then she's like, but I realized that I want to be there with you next time. Like I want to experience some things with you. And I think that was one of like the sweetest stories um lizzie has and i love that's between her and her mom and i think it's really special that's a good episode like uh i'm like getting chills thinking about that episode because it is yeah it's so good yeah one of the best throw on some low-rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip it's time for let's talk lizzie 
we've got to jump into our Let's Talk Lizzie discussions here. And I've been saying this to a bunch of people so far in the recording process that like, oh, you got some good episodes, but really you got some good episodes. We're going to be talking about episodes 21 through 25 of season two. And so, yeah, you ready to jump into this? Definitely. Well, the first episode here is Lizzie's 11, and it premiered on January 1st, 2003. Do you remember back in the day, Disney Channel did these epic midnight New Year's Eve countdowns? Oh my gosh, yes. No, like I forgot that, but now you say that, I totally remember waiting up for those each year. Yes. I mean, they truly were amazing. And so they would have these uh, fan voted or they would be like viewer voted. And I say that loosely because it probably wasn't (laughs) really. But they'd have like different categories and you'd pick your favorite episodes of the year. And for that year, they actually had the fans go online and vote for which episode of Lizzie McGuire you wanted to be the first new Disney Channel episode of 2003. And this one won. Lizzie's 11 won. Or so they wanted us to think. But yeah, just a memory that I want to share actually about that is that I would actually spend a lot of New Year's Eves at my grandparents' house. So we would watch the Disney Channel countdown thing. And I made like little signs and they loved Lizzie McGuire too. So I remember I would have them like blowing little air horns and whatnot, you know, celebrating Lizzie. So we like went all out for those Disney Channel countdowns. And yeah, fun little memory, fun little memory. It's so fun. So the premise of this episode is that Lizzie wants to get pictures in the yearbook. So the episode starts out and she's crawling on the floor in a mouse costume. Yes. But we learn that she's doing it for Pep Club because she wants to be in as many yearbook photos as possible. Kate is the yearbook editor, of course. I mean, why wouldn't she be? And she says she's going to post an embarrassing picture of Lizzie and it's Lizzie like having an allergic reaction. And anyway, Kate kind of teases Lizzie and says that she's going to take the photos to the printer after the Monte Carlo dance, where she's going to take the last yearbook photo with Ethan Kraft. And there's this Monte Carlo night dance that they're having, which did you remember that? Like, I thought this episode was pretty memorable. I did. I definitely remember her spy work. Uh, She does an amazing backflip in that episode. I always remember that, thinking how cool that was. And how I remember laughing so hard as a kid because no one saw it besides us, the audience. So I love that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Monte Carlo themed, like casino-esque there too. So we have two different things going on here. We have Kate trying to sabotage Lizzie. And then we have Lizzie who decides to foil Kate uh, in a way. Lizzie gets Matt to help her get her photos in the yearbook. Meanwhile, her parents, Sam and Joe, are actually like chaperones at this Monte Carlo night. And uh, Joe wanted to be a blackjack dealer, but she's a waitress. And Sam is a greeter. And, oh, I made a note because they mentioned that Miranda is out of town visiting her aunt in this episode. Yes, in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And we start to see Miranda not in the series at this point. Another thing that I should point out, too, is that, like, even though these aren't the last episodes of the series or the last episodes that aired, they are the last episodes in the storyline of the series. And uh, it's funny because the show started out, actually, they aired the pilot episode fourth in the series. And so they kind of, they didn't go in order for the end either. Did you notice who Joe, uh, the actor who Joe served at the bar, who was like flirting with her? Did you notice who that was? No, I may have missed that. Well, it's easy to miss, but it was Joey Zimmerman, from the Halloween Town movies, he plays the little the little brother Dylan. Oh my goodness, no, I did not notice that. 
Yeah, and he like flirts with her, which is very weird. And he's like, hey, dollface or something. And she says, how about Mrs. McGuire? Oh my gosh, that, that did not click for me. That's so funny. So a little cameo from him there. Okay, Lizzie is the DJ at the Monte Carlo dance, which I loved. And we see that there's like a little sound system and she has a walkie-talkie option and a speaker option. And she has this little headset. Now, were you getting Beetlejuice vibes from her suit in this uh, at the dance? Yes, definitely. But I will say that I loved her eyeshadow in this episode. It really stuck out to me. And I think she had a little butterfly clip too. Yeah, she looked so cute in that episode, but definitely got the Beetlejuice vibes. Yeah. You mentioned the spy outfits earlier, and we do get this whole situation where Melina and Matt are sneaking around the school, and there's this whole thing that they're calling Operation Lizzie's Eleven, and they're trying to, you know, get 11 photos of Lizzie into the yearbook. And so just to kind of explain it here, Kate has a disc, which this is back when we put (laughs) pictures on discs, like files, and so they still... Kate's purse with the disc and they like swap it out with another purse and Gordo's actually helping out too so he's helping transfer the files and there was this great scene where Gordo and Lizzie actually get into a fight but it turns out to be like a fake fight so they're scheming this whole time after Kate gets her picture she is ready to go and start printing or start uploading the the rest of the photos there And so they need to get the purse back. So Lizzie runs and gets Kate's purse. And this is the part where she does all the flips. She starts by surfing on a rolling cart. And then she does flip after flip after flip. And then she she rides on a curtain to switch out the purses. And she's like, Matt. Did you just see that when when she lands? And he's like, no, I didn't see anything. That was my absolute favorite part. I died laughing at that. Literally, so good. And Animated Lizzie had a little moment where she was like, next time I want a spotlight when she does something like that. So, So Lizzie actually messes things up at this point because she gets back behind the DJ booth and she gets on the loudspeaker instead of the walkie-talkie and she's like, Gordo, Kate's coming. But Kate hears and she grabs Joe, Lizzie's mom, And Joe goes with Kate and Lizzie to the yearbook room. Joe acts like Gordo and Lizzie are in trouble. Kate loads her picture. But then Joe secretly switches out the yearbook CDs with Lizzie's pictures. So she does her little blackjack, uses her blackjack skills and uh, fixes things for Lizzie. And it turns out that this was all part of a plan. So Lizzie actually spoiled things on purpose by talking over the speaker because um, she needed Kate to put her photo on her own disc and not on the disc where Lizzie's photos were going to be on. Yeah, they pulled it off very fast. Joe was very convincing. Even when watching it, I was like, oh, is she actually mad at Lizzie? Like, I knew they were kind of in on together, but it was still surprising. And then they got the picture still on there with Kate was very good. And actually, Kate's picture was actually beautiful. I to point that out when she took that picture i was like that she made some points there she looked really good we love to hate her right so yes so in the end lizzie does learn this lesson and she says the best part is that they all work together and she's like photos fade memories are forever yes. which you know in this world we live in now with like social media and instagram it's like oh my goodness like lizzie why are you speaking so much truth you know right now definitely nowadays we people are so in the moment of just taking the picture and instead of enjoying themselves right so overall thoughts on this episode like did you enjoy it what do you think i really liked the, the whole theming of it i remember first i read like the titles like lizzie 11 i was like trying to think what that was going to be and then i got the whole you know spy vibes on it um but i thought it was very cute i did like the moral at the end of the story about pictures fading but memories lasting forever 
it really reminded me again like how mean Kate is to Lizzie. But then at the same time, when we go into like in the other episodes, they show like a montage where they're actually kind of mean to Kate. So it's kind of even. They get revenge on Kate a lot for sure. Yes, they definitely get revenge. So Dear Lizzie, it premiered on January 24th, 2003. That's according to IMDb anyway. And okay, so this episode, oh my goodness. Like we set things in motion for the Gordo and Lizzie storyline, like the relationship more so than ever in the whole series. Yep. But this is about Lizzie writing an advice column for the school newspaper. And I loved this because I was on the school newspaper staff. Did you do like yearbook, newspaper, anything? I was not involved in the yearbook or anything like that. I was just one of those people that tried to be in all the photos. (laughs) I see. So you related to Lizzie in that last episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But, you know, it's cute. And Lizzie gets assigned the advice column, which is kind of like a throwback to the whole Dear Abby um, thing for sure. We got to talk about this weird teacher, though, Miss Stew. Like, what is up with her? She's the one that comes back, like, she disappears, right? Because she comes back later on, right? Yeah, so they say that she was on a sabbatical, and now she's back. But she's she's still strange, and something happened to make her go on a sabbatical. So apparently, like, she went crazy. That's what I would gather. And things are still not all good for her. Um, I made a note that in this episode we hear that Miranda is sick and that's why she's not in it. Another excuse. Another (laughs) excuse, yeah. Gordo is the editor, of course, makes total sense. And the paper is called The E-Scene, which I didn't get why it was called that. But anyway, Lizzie does move forward with her advice column. It's called Dear Lizzie. And she gets tons of emails and anonymous letters and all that. But it's funny because the writers, like the anonymous writers even though Lizzie doesn't know who they are and they're like signing their names in like these clever uh, little ways so that, you know, it kind of relates to their problem. But, and so Lizzie starts giving advice and she thinks it's her calling and that's great. So things are all good at the start of the episode, but of course that will change. I do want to jump over to Matt's storyline. Matt is of course the prankster at his school. He's the class clown. He's the one who gets into the principal's office all the time. But now there's a new kid who's taking his tricks and his name is Adam Burton. At first Melina is like, relax, Matt, you're still the king for now. But then as the episode progresses, we see that like this kid kind of takes over Matt's uh he he dethrones Matt for sure. Eventually Matt gets back at him and it's it's all fine. So just wanted to give Matt a little shout out. Back to Lizzie though. Her column is a hit. She gets asked for all this advice and were there any of the advice um, submissions that stood out to you? Well, the one that kind of goes wrong is the one I liked. Um, was about the bully in the hallway. But I did like how the girl, uh, she says, all bullies are cowards. But then she ends up hiding in the trash. Lizzie kind of realizes how powerful her words can be and how people are really following them. And it may not go exactly how Lizzie thought they would. And that character is actually Veruca, who you're talking about. And she's a character who I feel like shows up towards the very end of the show. Like, she's in a couple of these episodes, and she just wasn't in, you know, a lot of the series prior to the end of the show. So I like her, and, you know, that one stood out to me, too. My other favorite was definitely Kate's friend, who we find out later, who writes an anonymous letter, or email, I should say, about her friends smelling very bad. And you find out later that's Kate in the locker room when 
Lizzie says that she should get her some perfume. Yes. So Claire is like, um, Kate needs some better deodorant after cheer practice. And this is, here's an example of like the signed thing. And she's like, signed, clean, tween. And it's just very creative. After the Veruca uh, situation, Lizzie decides that like her advice has consequences. And she tells Gordo that she quits. Gordo tells her that he needs one more question for the next day's paper. But Lizzie's getting super overwhelmed and she's reading through the letters or the emails. And this is where we see Lizzie start to imagine what will happen when she gives advice. And then we get this great sequence where we see Ethan as president, Kate as the first lady, and then Lizzie is the president's advisor. And of course, Larry is an evil genius, um, but he thanks Lizzie for his advice now that he's, you know, all big and bad. So Lizzie freaks out after these sequence after these dream sequences and she asks her parents for advice. Her dad, Sam, he actually gives her advice out of left field honestly and he's like, "Give the best advice you can and hope it works out." And Lizzie decides to relax and just answer the next question that she reads. So the next question actually turns out to be from Gordo. It was signed from confused guy. Dear Lizzie, I think I might like my best friend as more than a friend. And we see Gordo saying this, you know, to the camera. And it's just like, oh my goodness, like we have set this in motion here. The next day, Lizzie and Gordo are in the uh, newspaper classroom or whatever. And she's like, couldn't let confused guy down. And Gordo says, you didn't. And she's like, what? And he's like, never mind, never mind. Veruca comes back at this point, and Lizzie's actually going to walk with her to class because, you know, there's power in numbers. So we kind of see that wrapped up a little bit. And Lizzie's advice to Gordo turns out to be, follow your heart. And we see Gordo stop Lizzie as she's leaving the classroom, and he's going to tell her something. And he's like, there's something I need to tell you. You give great advice. And it's like, no, Gordo, just tell her, just tell Such her. Such a letdown. I know. But they smile at each other, and it's really cute. Uh, it was just like a missed opportunity. Um, but it's also so good. Like, it just sets us up for what's coming. And, you know. Okay, your thoughts on this episode, please. What do you think? I really liked what Lizzie's dad brought up about um, how you can't control things. You just have to give the advice and hope for the best. And I loved seeing Gordo, like, finally get to the point where he almost was going to tell Lizzie that he liked her. I remember being like, so excited for that moment even watching as a kid and then rewatching it now just being like oh my goodness like it's finally gonna happen he's gonna tell her um and kind of being let down but understanding because i mean we all know like back in the day school crushes like that's like the end of the world they don't like you back so it was just like a cute episode to watch and there were other moments in the series where we got an inkling that gordo liked lizzie more than a friend but i think this is like a major episode in that plot line for sure yes So the next one is Clueless, and I feel like I've talked way too much. So would you like to kind of set up what this episode is about? If you don't want to, I'll do it. I can go over the premises on this one, I think. Okay, go for it. Go for it. So in Clueless, um, this episode came out in January on the 31st in 2003. We see in the very beginning a wedding begin with Lizzie and Ethan, which is very exciting. But you are very confused on the clothing. I remember I first saw that and I was like, what is she wearing? It's like a flapper dress-esque kind of vibe wedding going on. We realize that this is kind of a flash forward into what's going to be happening. Um, Ethan is wanting to throw a party, 
but his house is being um, gassed for some bugs. Um, there's actually a funny point. Lizzie's uh, subconscious is saying gas may have melted his brain, but at least his outside looks really good still. Yeah. But she decides to have the party at her house after she asks her parents, who are loving the idea and volunteer to be in the little murder mystery party they're going to throw. You see Kate's cousin, who, do you remember who that's played by? Yes, Haley Duff, Hillary's sister. Yeah, so she's just Kate's background cousin, I guess. But there are a lot of good moments in this, especially we see um, Ethan's stepmother. We're kind of learn that she is uh, just kind of there for with his dad for the money. There's a line that says, like, her husband died, and she gets excited and goes, no, not my dad, like the one in, in the game we're playing. She's like, oh, man, like, I loved that. Totally in it for the money. And I mean, I'm not mad at her, honestly, but whatever. <laughs> she did what she had to do. Yeah. So then we kind of keep going forward and we're noticing that Gordo is like really into this party um, and is really trying to solve the mystery where as Lizzie the whole time has been determined to solve this mystery. But we have this really great scene with Lizzie and Kate where Kate reveals to her that Gordo is doing all this because he wants to basically be with Lizzie. And even Kate says, I don't realize why I'm being so nice to you right now. But I love that moment they had together when she kind of reveals that to Lizzie. And you can kind of see the gears in Lizzie's brain going off and going, mm-hmm. wait, what? And then she has the whole thing where she goes through, if she should let him win, where she says, if I let him win, does that mean I like Gordo? She can't decide if she wants to let him win or if she should win. Um but I love how we can see this conflict in her brain. She's like, well, Gordo's always been my friend. Like, do I want to be with him? So it was just really cute to see it actually kicking in gear for her. Because we saw Gordo, you know, we saw more a flash forward of Gordo wanting to be with Lizzie. And then now we get the glimpse of, does Lizzie want to be with Gordo? Does he see him as a friend? Or where are they going to go from here? So I really like that part. It's really great. And it's so weird to me that like this episode continued that story so, so well, because it's, you know, set with this murder mystery and you wouldn't think like it's such a specific plot um, and you wouldn't think that this is the episode they would have done that in, but they did. Yes. I definitely would novice what to do when I would see a murder mystery party, that the plot would be an underlying message about them possibly wanting to be together at all. But we find out at the end some more because Lizzie purposely messes up the answer so that way Gordo will win. So then it's kind of like, well, does she let him win because she does want to be with Gordo? Or is she being a good friend? Like, where is that going? And then we have that great moment outside towards the very end of the episode when Gordo is trying to ask Lizzie out. Uh, ends up copping out. Um, but I do like when Lizzie says, why do I feel so flush and lightheaded? Um, Because you can tell she's very nervous and very excited at the same time to like, what could be, but at last, nothing really happens there. Animated Lizzie has this moment where she's like, yep, Gordo likes me. And then, yeah, it comes back to the point where he's just my friend. So why am I so lightheaded right now? Like when he walks off and actually sam interrupts the moment so again another oh, yes, yes interruption there 
I want to go back and talk about the murder mystery itself because I freaking loved what they did with this because it you know it has a very clue vibe but it's very roaring 20s did you get Gatsby vibes from this well yes well the outfits for sure yeah and so Ethan is this guy Clyde McGuffin and then Hillary is Penelope Featherstone Lizzie's mom is the maid and then Lizzie's dad plays the um, basically billionaire who gets murdered and Lord McGuffin Matt plays a little inspector, and they're all... Who all was at the party? So it was Kate, you said Haley Duff as Amy, Veruca was there, Larry was there, Gordo. Um, where did they say Miranda was in this episode? Oh, she was, I guess, out of town. Yeah, out of town in this episode was the excuse. Another excuse. <laughs> but it was kind of a fun little um, murder mystery, and like, uh, it turns out that the maid, Lizzie's mom, was like having an affair with... Lord MacGuffin, Lizzie's dad. So I don't know. It's just kind of a, a fun but strange thing. They're going to go away to France together. They had the, the ticket. Yeah. But yeah, fun episode. Great episode. And the whole Lizzie Gordo, the plot thickens for them. So obviously the title, a reference to the board game. And also maybe, you know, there's a movie called Clueless. So. Yes, Clueless, <laughs> but I was also thinking of Get a Clue. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Lindsay. Yes, the DCOM. That too. The next episode is called Bye Bye Hillridge Junior High. That premiered on February 7th, 2003. Technically, this is the end of the show. Like, this is this is the end. Uh, this is before they go to Rome and, you know, graduate and whatnot. But for the show, this is it. And I, like, having gone back and watched the episodes for the podcast, it was just really neat for me to see this episode with so many flashbacks. And, and so it definitely feels like a finale of a, of a show where they have... Tons of flashbacks. Did you remember a lot of the moments that they looked back on? Definitely. And I I knew that I love this episode because they play I Can't Wait in one of the main montage scenes. Right. I've also made flashbacks of, um, flashbacks of the music video for I Can't Wait. Um, so Where she's in the little recording studio and uh, in like the little glass wall and she signs her name on it. Exactly. So when this episode starts, we learn that the AC is out at the McGuire house, and that's not really an important part of the story, but it relates to Matt's storyline, and I'll just get it out of the way here because I don't really care about his storyline in this. Exactly. He barely has one, but he and Melina are supposedly making an indoor pool for the McGuire house, and then we never see what they ended up doing, so who knows what happened with that. Yeah, I really remember them even being in the episode, to be honest. Yeah. Lizzie has a great line and she's like, I'm going to high school. I'm going to high school. And animated Lizzie does it and she does it at the house and she does it at the school. So Lizzie's really excited, but then she gets nervous because when she gets to school, the seniors at the high school have like put all these notes around like fresh meat warning and school yearbooks. That's another big plot line of this episode. For many episodes. I know, I know. Yeah. But in this one, it's about signing your books. And the the quote that gets thrown around in this episode is something that I have remembered since it aired. And it's Lizzie saying, I'm going to have to write, you rock, don't ever change a dozen times or whatever. And I love, I like how animated Lizzie says, some of these people don't rock and hopefully will change because so true. So true. Yes, I love that. Miranda had to leave early to vacation with her family in Mexico City. That's what we find out. Lizzie's nervous about high school, like I said. Gordo tells her it's going to be okay. And then we start getting into all of these flashbacks. And uh, it's nice um, to see those for sure. 
At one point, Sam comes in and checks on Lizzie, like, in her bedroom. And, you know, Sam is trying to assure Lizzie that everything's going to be okay when she goes to high school. And he actually tells her that, you know, in middle school, she accomplished a lot. And he mentions when she ran for class president, rhythmic gymnastics, a recycling project, and her first job, which, again, I've watched the series at this point for the podcast. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I remember all of these things. And Lizzie's like, yeah, but I failed at all those. And he says, but you tried. Don't be a, don't be afraid of failure. Um, did you remember those little flashbacks there, those that I mentioned? I did. And then I remember there's a part where they're back in the courtyard. She's back with Gordo. Um, it's something like I for, kind of forgot about was when she dated Ronnie. They have the flashback of Ronnie's breakup. Oh, my gosh. The talk that she had with Gordo. It's so cute. Like, I legitimately had, like, tears in my eyes. And also, Hilary Duff was so good at fake crying already at such a young age she was oh i was i felt for lizzie and uh, i felt so bad for her and gordo was so sweet so it was a really cute moment and i'm watching that flashback we do see gordo and lizzie swap yearbooks and gordo is super nervous about what he's going to write we see some flashbacks of gordo having feelings for lizzie including just you know the last two episodes actually Let's talk about when Lizzie signs Ethan's yearbook because animated Lizzie says, okay, whatever I write, it needs to be subtle, but in a way that makes him think we're going to get married soon. Love Lizzie's, you know, dream to marry Ethan Craft. So more flashbacks. We also got a flashback to the iconic yearbook photo unicorn sweater episode. Loved Mm -hmm. seeing that. At the very end, Gordo, you know, he kind of walks off and leaves the yearbook that he's been signing for Lizzie, and she takes a peek at it. And he writes, You rock, and only I really mean it. Which was sweet. I mean, it wasn't anything super special, but it was just like, okay. I Can't Wait starts to play, actually, after Lizzie reads what Gordo wrote, and we see some Lizzie and Gordo highlights, and it's really sweet. And then they take this class photo. um, But Lizzie tells Gordo, she's like, Promise me we'll always be close. And he says, Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. And I love how it ends because she kisses him on the cheek and we actually see, we see the photo on the wall and it zooms in to show Lizzie kissing him on the cheek. And yeah, that's the end of the storyline for the show. Of course, we know how the movie turns out, but super sweet. I loved it. I was shocked though that she did that with a school photo. It's like very bold, Lizzie, very bold. (laughs) Right. No, you wouldn't have been able to even kiss anybody, but even on the cheek. Yeah. The last thing I wrote down here for this episode, if you watch through the bloopers, you see a slow-mo wave from Hillary at the end. So it's just kind of like the goodbye. It's the goodbye from Lizzie. Yes. But we do have one more episode to talk about, even though that was the end of the whole show. Yeah, it's so weird how it's like, it's over, and then here's more more of the season. (laughs) Right, yep. The next episode, Bunkies, premiered on February 21st of 03 and this was one of those episodes that I talked about you know it was a part of the New Year's Eve countdown and it was one that we didn't choose but now we get to see it this episode so much is going on there are like three storylines there's one where the students at the school are putting handprints on a mural there's this storyline where Matt's bedroom has flooded and he has to bunk with Lizzie. Um, and then Lizzie's mom is repainting her front door. All right. The episode starts with Miss Stew and she's like, we're going to do these handprints on the wall with paint. Don't leave your hands at home. 
we see Miranda back, which is very exciting because she had been gone for so long, and there she is. But of course, you know, it's out of order, so technically they would have shot this a while back or whatever. Also at school, like Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are trying to find a clique or a group to put their handprints on the wall with. And this was something that, you know, I thought about because Lizzie was so relatable because she didn't fit into one click. She wasn't a jock. She wasn't a brainiac. She was just she was just Lizzie, and so were her friends. So jumping over to the Joe storyline with Lizzie's mom, she apparently read an article saying that the color of your front door should reflect your family. The Maguire door was white, and at first she is painting it red because they're the exciting Maguires. The mom paints the door blue at one point, and it's like, is this supposed to be really sad? And then later I know it becomes yellow, and the repairman is like, oh, that makes me think of, like, a baby chicken. Oh my gosh, I haven't even talked about the repairman, but I also said Matt's room is flooded. He has to stay with Lizzie. We know that is not going to go well because they don't get along. But I could relate to the parents getting frustrated that the repairman was taking so long and he kept upping the price, which was funny and relatable. I've noticed that I relate more to the parents now oh my goodness. than Lizzie. So Lizzie and Matt do not have a good experience sharing a room because Matt actually moves into Lizzie's room like they move his bed in there, which I thought was a bit much. I was like, he really could have slept on the floor like Lizzie wanted. So Sam, the dad, decides to use reverse psychology, which they always do. And he takes all the stuff out of Lizzie's room so that they won't have anything like distracting them or anything that they can fight over. And of course, Matt and Lizzie are going to fool their parents by acting like they're getting along. And then they actually do kind of get along. And that's happened in another episode, too. If you remember the uh, episode where they're handcuffed together. Oh, yes. The throwback right there. (laughs) Yep. And that's kind of the end of that, honestly. The mom winds up painting the door. She paints it white. And I love how she's like, that's it. That's the color I've been searching for. And then we see that it's white. And it's like, what was the point? Yeah, it pans out to be the white door. Yep. Yeah. To finish up the storyline with uh, the handprints on the wall. Okay. Larry does Spock fingers. So live long and prosper, if you know what that is. And then Ethan is trying to do a thumbs up. And he's like pressing his fist against the wall. And he can't get his thumb to touch. Um... And then we have this cute little moment where Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are ready to put their handprints on the wall. And Miranda's like, you know, I'm okay with not being in the groups. And Lizzie says, the only group I want to be a part of is standing right next to me, talking about Miranda and Gordo. Super sweet. And they put their handprints, they see a spot, and they put their handprints up on the wall. I think we hear animated Lizzie kind of talk about how it didn't matter where their prints went They all blended together in a group that's just us. And that was so sweet. And so we got kind of this great message. Had that written down as well? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I love that quote. That was a good ending quote for that one. Yes, it for sure was. So what do you think about this episode? Like I said, a lot going on, but I thought it was pretty memorable. No, I thought it was definitely adorable. Um, And I always remember the wall mural. I remember wanting to, I thought like that would happen for us in middle school. It did not, sadly, but... I thought that that'd be something we would do when we graduate. We all put our hands on the mural, like mural wall. Did not happen at all. Well, we didn't do a mural either, but we got to paint like a block, like a tile wall block. We got to paint it and put our initial on it. I don't know if those are still there. I would be interested to know. Okay, well, that's the end of our five episodes. I know I talked a lot trying to get through those storylines. Yes, a lot's happening. Yeah, (laughs) but these were good. And as we were saying, it's very strange that they aired these out of order. 
and the Bye Bye Hildridge Junior High, that episode came out in February, and the Lizzie McGuire movie didn't premiere until May. So there were several episodes in between. Some episodes even came out after the Lizzie McGuire movie. So just just strange. But that that's like the end of the series. And just kind of stepping back and thinking about that, like I think the series had a great ending. Like it, you know, set up this story with Lizzie and Gordo and they wanted to do a spinoff on ABC where Lizzie went to high school and that never worked out. So that could have been something else too. But yeah. Moving on to our Remember When segment now. So Disney Mania, which Hillary had three Disney Mania songs. Were you a Disney Mania fan? I would imagine that you were. I was a huge Disney Mania fan. I had all of them on CD. I have a very tragic story about that, actually, how I lost them all. Oh, but, no. Uh, here's the story. I lined them all up one day in my townhouse in Maryland, all my discs, all lined up to take a picture of my little like HP camera. They all fell behind the cabinet that I lined them up on. So whoever <laughs> takes the cabinets away in that kitchen is going to see a little time capsule. Every Disney Mania CD all behind the cabinets. Wow. I was devastated. So I lost them in a very tragic way. I would have been heartbroken. I had all the albums too, even like till the very end. I think there were seven. I remember seven. So and I can't believe I kept getting them, even the later ones, but oh well. Well, you literally like Ashley Tisdale on them, like Sunday by Prince will come. I loved Ashley Tisdale. So. I mean, her kiss the girl. Her kiss the girl is everything. <laughs> yes. The Disney parks love to play Disney Mania music, and I'm not even mad about it. Yeah, and they need to play the Tiki Room more, the Hillary Duff. Like, that just we reset it over and over again in the car. Just, and I have so many good memories of that song of my mom. Goofy's Kitchen, they played it. Yes. I was so happy. Yes, they do. They do play at Goofy's Kitchen, yes. They were these great compilation albums where the idea was superstars sing Disney their way. So it's basically a pop spin on classic Disney songs. And the first one was released on September 17th, 2002. Hillary sang The Tiki Tiki Room. That album was certified gold, number 52 on the Billboard. That was its peak. And listen to some of the artists who were on it. NSYNC, Usher, Aaron Carter, Jessica Simpson, The Baja Men, who let the dogs out. I mean, come on. Smash Mouth. Like, the first one, for sure. Like, I think some of the later ones, it was just more Disney Channel stars. But this one, they had big names. Like, Ashanti was on there. Disney Mania 2, January 27th, 2004. That was the release date for that one. Hillary sang on the iconic Disney Channel Circle of Stars version of, mm-hmm. of Circle of Life. She also sang the Siamese Cat song with her sister Haley. So, another little duet there. That album actually peaked at 29 on Billboard, and it is certified gold as well. So that's just a little bit about the history. No shame. It's not a guilty pleasure. I love the Disney Mania albums. I loved it. I love hearing them because it's just like a little throwback. Circle of Life. Iconic, right? Yes, all of our favorites in it. It was such a good time. I loved watching like the music video for that. They probably weren't all friends but I remember like oh my gosh they all know each other they're all like best friends like it's so amazing I can't imagine how cool it would have been to like just see them film that like I want to be all their friends I remember like that collaboration I was so excited for the collaboration all the stars it's Raven Simone it was Christy Carlson Romano it was Hillary 
And the outfits, her I love her little pink shirt in that music video. So yes. good. Um, the other song is the Siamese Cat song with Haley. It's very like eerie almost, but um, I like it. I loved it. I loved um, when her and Haley sing together, when they sing, even Our Lips Are Sealed and Material Girls together, mm-hmm. the song as well. But I always love when they interacted. And I remember seeing her and Haley together in my Video Now discs. Oh my gosh. That is a remember when too, because I had those Video Now Hillary Duff DVDs too. Mm-hmm. Or the, like the yeah, house little tour disc. and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Where she's like jumping on the trampoline. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember it all. <laughs> yep. Well, are you ready for trivia? Sure. I'm nervous. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> Just to set up the question, do you remember on Disney Channel back in the day, you know, of course they had movie surfers, but they also had something called Disney 411. Yes. Which it got turned into Disney 365. 365, yeah. One of the hosts who interviewed Hillary on Disney 411 went on to star in the Twilight series. So do you know who that actor is? A, Kellen Lutz. B, Nikki Reed. C, Ashley Green or D, Jackson Rathbone. And those are the four actors who play, like, the Cullen siblings. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I only know Ashley Green because she dated one of the Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I remember Lutz was Emmett. I feel like it's one of them. Um, I'm going to go with Ashley Green, though. I don't know if that's the right or not. And no, it is no. not. So okay. it was actually Jackson Rathbone, which is so random and strange, but he played um, Jasper yeah. in the Twilight series. I mean, I remembered it, but I actually went back and watched the little Disney 411 segment. It's hilarious. And there's also a great moment where Hillary has her dog with her and the dog's tail has been like dyed. Like she dyed her dog's tail and there's a little disclaimer at the bottom of the screen that's like don't try this at home oh my gosh i just looked it up now i see him now oh my gosh no i never would have known that was him it's crazy well bobby this has been fun i'm so glad you got to do this and yeah thanks so much for being on deaf enough you're welcome thank you for the opportunity And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Duff.